0: Hey, I have a question for you. All right? Is there a conspiracy that you actually believe in?
1: Oh, whoa. I was really thrown off by that question. Yes. Is there a conspiracy I, I Oh yeah. Um like you're Well, a there's one that's that's kind of out there. Oh. It's it's um it's about the sports industrial complex. What? <laughs> well, you know how there's There's not all a this conspiracy. Talk, that's just reality. There's this talk about class warfare mm. and all of these conversations about how you know certain classes are kept in their place oh. and I have this this idea I made it up myself okay which is you're proposing like, a new conspiracy is- <laughs> here on the pod. yes so just started with my with one of my children in sports and I realized wow this is a ton of time and money and the children who play these sports a lot of times parents are are investing really heavily so that their kids will get scholarships. But you and I Mm -hmm, both mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. that the percentage of children who actually get those scholarships are really tiny, but many working class and um, middle-class communities who might not be able to afford college invest in this. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this feels like it could be a conspiracy because if they invested half as much time in like a tutor or something, their SAT scores could get higher and then maybe they could get better financial aid. And can you see where I'm going this? Does it sound amped up enough to be a conspiracy theory? Absolutely. You are listening
0: to your religion. Hey, my name is Brian Doke, and I'm a biblical scholar.
1: Hi, my name is Leah Payne. I am a historian. We are here for your religion and pop culture needs, and today we are talking about. We're
0: gonna, you know, here's what we're gonna talk about. We're going to talk about giants yes. and conspiracy theories about giants who have allegedly lived in the long past. Wow. <laughs> I, this, this, this is, is getting your out wheelhouse, there. and I'm excited. I'm so excited about this. I'm actually delivering a paper on this at a major professional conference soon. I'm the first presenter on the first day of the conference. What? In the first session. So
1: you are on Saturday?
0: At 9 a.m.
1: I'm on I'm. Saturday nine AM too. I was gonna right. try and come and see your you okay, should, this we is should
0: FaceTime each other during the presentations <laughs> and record it. I don't know how that would I can't work. wait. I can't um, wait. Okay. So I'm gonna walk through some elements of that because I've done this kind of research. It's it's in a Bible and pop culture kind of um, vein, stream.
1: Fun, fun, fun. And wait, this, wait, I have a question. Yep. Do you think that our work on weird religion has in any way inspired you to go this direction? Oh,
0: not just in any way. It has specifically inspired you ah, to go love this it. direction. I love it. This Bible and pop culture thing is, it's, is a world unto itself. And I think mm-hmm. it's very accessible for like any audience, which is why I think it works so well when we just talk about these kinds of things. But I will tell you this. People are really, really interested in this idea of Ancient giants and I want to tell you I want to make a proposal to you. I'm gonna walk you through some material Okay, and I want to tell you like just how popular this actually is can't wait and how deep the belief is and what the belief is now Also listeners this is exciting This is kind of like part one of what we think is gonna be a something like a two-part like a companion episode Where This one's called the giant We're gonna do another one of these though Which is kind of like a breakout on one aspect of it of this called the Nephilim yes. The Nephilim N e p h i. L-I-M.
1: I'm excited about that one. Which is
0: going to get truly spooky. Spooky Mulder. (laughs) Um, It's the kind of thing Mulder and Scully would have investigated. Certainly. 1,000%. Okay. So here's, okay, here's what I want to to tell you about. Now, first of all, just to start this whole thing, um, do you know how popular YouTube is as as a platform? Like, Uh, what's your sense of how popular it is? Oh,
1: well... So, because I study religion and popular culture, particularly how Pentecostals and Charismatics um, manifest their mm-hmm. faith, mm-hmm. Uh, I know for sure that YouTube is a huge source of knowledge exchange, entertainment, yep. news analysis, and of course, conspiracy theory so promotion.
0: True. So true. And
1: creation people I, like oh. use each other's videos. It's very it's fascinating. I
0: cite a recent Pew study. Um, which showed YouTube to be far and away the biggest, um, the biggest platform among, especially among younger demographics. Ninety-five percent of teens reported engagement, as opposed to sixty-seven percent on TikTok and sixty-two oh, percent on Instagram. So it's like, it's like way out. Uh, Out and ahead of these other formats.
1: Well, a little plug for YouTube here because you and I have both used it in Mm -hmm. education. It's extremely accessible. First off, it's accessible in terms of creating content. You can easily post a video, but also it is accessible to many audiences. You can speed it up, you can slow it down, you can. They have free closed captioning. I'm not. This is. We're not getting paid by YouTube, but I totally understand why. But
0: we could be. Yeah. Come call us, YouTube. Okay. some other data from that Pew study that I thought was interesting, 20% of teens quote, visit or use YouTube quote, almost constantly. And 55% of teens say that they spend quote, the right amount of time unquote on (laughs) YouTube. So YouTube owned by Google, of course. Um, You know what's fascinating too, in doing some research on this, there there were groups that started to try, when YouTube became popular, they tried to do like YouTube rival platforms. There was a thing called GodTube
1: Oh, yeah, I remember totally God failed too. if you go to yeah. it now,
0: it's still a site. Um, there's also a thing called Catholic tube <laughs> So Catholics tried to do a, a rival thing um, There's a there's a scholar named Heidi Campbell um, who's done research on this really fascinating, but these rivals faded Okay, so there's a particular okay, and the reason I bring that up is yes. because there's a particular genre I will propose it as a genre of YouTube video and it's okay. a particular conspiracy genre and this YouTube video type proposes That giants lived in the past, real giants, particularly in North America, and that it has been covered up. And there are dozens or perhaps even hundreds of these videos. Um,
1: I love it because I love (laughs) Bigfoot, Sasquatch theories, and this feels akin to that.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I've got, I, I have my own private um, Giant Bones Conspiracies playlist. Oh, nice. Um, the most I'm going to play you some some clips <laughs> from the most popular one. Okay. I might have to bounce around here, okay? So the listeners hang Great. with us. But like, it's called Giants Emerging Everywhere, They Can't Hide This. Here's some of the background music as it starts. Now, here's the thing. This, nice. has, this has 11 million views. Wow. 11 million views. Now we're watching this together. I mean, what's yeah. happening, what's happening
1: here?
0: Um, grainy, wow. look at that okay. guy, grainy footage. Yeah,
1: this feels a lot like a Sasquatch. Giants look emerging at that. Oh. everywhere.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna pause it here. Okay, 11 million views. Now do you know that most YouTube videos actually, also some stats quickly on like how, um, yeah, called Giants Emerging Everywhere. We'll put a link, we'll put yeah. a link in the show notes. Um, and this is fascinating. So. The top YouTube videos, just to give a sense, like is 11 million views even a lot on YouTube? Right. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, there are lots of videos. Okay, so the most viewed video on YouTube has like over a billion views. Like d- there are dozens of videos that have over a billion. But but here's what I wanna say. One source that I read estimates that only 0.3% of all content on YouTube, has a million views or more. So, if you have over a million, you're in the top 0.3 percent.
1: Right, right.
0: And over 50 percent of YouTube's content has fewer than 500 views. With a big amount of that, there are zero views. Hmm. So, I mean, 11 11 million views is a big deal. Like that's a lot. What kind of content does this uh, stuff contain? Let's let's listen in um, on one of the uh, just some of this.
2: The Book of Genesis which is the first book of the Hebrew Bible and the Old Testament, tells us the story of an ancient giant race called the Nephilim. Okay,
0: so a lot of this the is going to be, a lot of, of this Nephilim is predicated on is biblical stuff. Right, Like they're right. going to start In with Goliath, Nephilim kind of stuff. The
2: book of Enoch apparently now watchers who were fallen angels
0: this is fascinating they're talking about Enoch now I don't know have you ever read the book of Enoch before oh a long
1: time ago I would not remember
0: this book of Enoch stuff we might have to save this for the companion episode the Nephilim but this book but briefly put this Enoch stuff basically suggests that these giants became evil spirits yeah and they haunt Every our world even America perhaps to the present day, times. some say. <laughs> so this is like the link where you can get. And so these videos, what they do, now there are two kind of main conspiracies that are promoted through these videos. Um, right. I'll go to another one. We'll stop giants emerging everywhere. They can't hide this. And they I wanna go to cannot. one, which is one of my favorites. It's called, and I'll show you the screen here. It's called, and I love the title here. I just love it. It's called the most fact-based Documentary in support of the evidence of real ancient giants. Here's a clip that I think was gonna give you part of one of the key conspiracies. I love the music of Intrigue. And they're showing you on
2: screen, the Smithsonian. During the time of these discoveries, the Smithsonian was taking possession of nearly every giant skeleton found throughout the entire country, so including the largest discovery of skeletons found in the Great Mound in Ohio. So they're fine so in other words, they were
0: finding prehistoric And the
1: Smithsonian was taking and
0: them. And the Smithsonian
1: was okay. taking them.
2: What the intent of the institution was for the giant skeletons has never been discovered. Well, wow. I mean okay. I would
1: guess it would be to study them, but I'm just... okay.
0: So this is one of the main conspiracies, is that in fact the Smithsonian has been gobbling up ancient skeleton discoveries, particularly from the 19th century and early 20th century, but crucially not today. Wow. And they are hiding them. Now, let me ask you, professional historian. Mm-hmm. Talk from a professional historian standpoint. I realize, you know, you don't do like museum curation, but you know, you can think with that brain. I know you can. Mm-hmm. Is that something the Smithsonian would do? Would you not? Why would you not? I mean, one criticism of this theory, this conspiracy, is that, in fact, you would display them. You'd be like, this is amazing. I mean, do you think that an institution like the Smithsonian has their act together enough to actually hide (laughs) this kind of stuff?
1: I I think the only reason why something wouldn't see the light of day would be, you know, a bureaucratic... You know, one of my favorite scenes, and I'm going to take this back into movie history one of the best scenes in raiders of the lost ark iconic Mm -hmm. movie for all ancient near eastern (laughs) scholars like dr brian doke over here um is you know how they they when it talks the federal government's like we -hmm. know what to do with this we're in our something to the effect of our best people are on it and then you find out that the ark has been in fact like hidden in this huge warehouse um yeah i think that there's um so I, don't, I can't even answer that as a historian. <laughs> so I'm going to answer it as a human being. Right. I think one of the reasons why I am super, super, super skeptical of conspiracy theories is because I know for a fact that humans hate keeping secrets. Mm, and so I, I just think it's very rare yep. that conspira- cause conspiracy theories require... Conspiracy requires a lot of discipline, mm-hmm. like to actually conspire. Have you ever been a part of a conspiracy that... That like you were secretly working toward one end and you not, executed that
0: not not that, that task. Not that worked. Right. No. See,
1: it's just very improbable that these things. So the I, that's why I'm always a little bit eye roll. But you and I have kind of different ideas about conspiracies, right? Like well, you you are more willing to believe
0: I don't know about that. You think? Um like UFOs. I thought I thought <laughs> I, I was okay. Okay, I see where you're going with this and I give you an applause for pointing out. Um, well, our government had, but in that yeah. case, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Our <laughs> government as a, like, no, no. Here's what I
0: wanna point out though about a, a conspiracy though, like how you define a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Like what is exactly a conspiracy? There are different ways of doing this. Again, we can provide links to some of this um, type of research. But for example, um, one definition, that you can find is that a conspiracy must be, okay, the events, the events that are being hidden, this is from research, some research from a very popular researcher by the last name of Douglas in the UK who does a lot of these papers. She defines in her, her co-researchers, define a proper conspiracy in terms of three elements. Mm-hmm. The events in question must be important. The plot at hand must be kept secret. Right. And those using the secret plots must be powerful. So power, secrecy, and importance. Now, do the giants really fit into that? I don't really know how important this would be, but here's a thing that does come up in the question of why. And the most fact-based documentary actually says why, which impinges on this question of importance. Let's listen on.
2: But several investigators today believe the Smithsonian was founded, at least in part- Who are these investigators? To take the skeletons- Crucially, they don't say. And hide or destroy them, dumping some by the barge full in the Atlantic Ocean. But why would you do that? Why? One might ask. Some believe it was to hide the true history of the earth, as giant skeletons were being discovered throughout the world in the late 1800s. And some believe it was to back up Darwin's theory of evolution.
0: (laughs) Right, so the idea would be that these skeletons would somehow disrupt the Darwinian theory, which is becoming popular. Now, what would they exactly disrupt? it's not really stated. Of course, you get, this is what you get in these videos. Um, and this one also, this was not the first one that had 11 million views. This one has like 1 million views. I'll link it so you can add to their view count, oh listeners, and you can watch these 2 They're very, yeah. they're interesting in their own way. But um, what would be disrupted exactly? Well, I don't know that the evolutionary scheme would discount the idea of giants, but I think it's about the Bible. Namely that giants existed, and then somehow there's an sure. implication. You know, and all this language, this language is very evocative, some believe some people, people are saying right. that, you know, it's a way of invoking a kind of silent army of people. Right, right, you, right. That's okay. So I want to also say what the second conspiracy is about the giant bones. It's connected to this one. It's connected to the Smithsonian. I kind of did these in reverse order, actually. I should have done this other one first. Namely, and this one's very difficult. This one, I, I want you to comment on, on the, p- the potential, like, social, political, racial, ethnographic implications of this conspiracy. Okay. And you can find this one in a lot of the videos. I'll draw on a professional television content example called The Search for Lost Giants. It's on the History Channel, but it's also on YouTube. It's very popular. The whole series is there. It's these two brothers. They're kind of like blue-collar brothers out on the East Coast. They've got these charming Bostonian kind of accents. Like
1: this old house. Kind of like
0: this old house, but for ancient (laughs) giants. But for
1: ancient giants. That is a
0: great one, yep. And they propose already in their first episode one of the key lines of conspiracy that leads into the Smithsonian. And it's like this. That these giant bones were, and I'm quoting from the episode, quote, a royal class of giant Native Americans that radiated out from the Ohio River Valley. A lot of this stuff is obsessed with Ohio. Any listeners out there in Ohio, have you seen giant bones?
1: Please tell us. Tell us.
0: Or, and this is alternative but connected to it, that those bones were, quote, an ancient enemy of indigenous people portrayed as a cannibalistic race of mm. giants. So mm. the idea is that these bur- these native burial mounds contained these giant skeletons and that maybe in some cases these bones were repatriated to to indigenous groups who are themselves hiding them oh, or that the That's Smith- an interesting. Right? Yeah. That, that's one I've seen or that the Smithsonian has taken them in some kind of like devil's bargain with the indigenous groups or that they have were illegally appropriated by the Smithsonian in order to hide the Evidence that these creatures existed, whether they were themselves Native Americans or whether they were enemies of Native Americans.
1: Is there a question in there? I was just listening. I was letting all that <laughs> stuff follow, wash over me. Okay, just let it. Wa-
0: okay, so like one implication, right, is like that. I mean, this is like in a way, it's con- these conspiracies are also whatever else they're doing, entertaining people, satisfying emotional needs. We'll come back to that because I want to talk about why engage in a conspiracy and some of the research that's gone on about this, but. In one way, I mean, do you think it's like too, I mean, one could say that this is overriding native history by making a kind of proposal like this. Well,
1: right? I mean, I I think that would have to imply that, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm super curious about how many, w- what the actual audience is for this. I know firsthand mm-hmm. um, through my own research into digital media distribution mm-hmm. that almost no one is sure exactly how like, broad and engaged the audiences are for this stuff so even with 11 million streams yeah like we don't really know like how there were other forms of media consumption that were easier to trace so there's one one thought that i have about that is like um in order for me to even give give it serious treatment i'd have to in some way know like are there people who are seriously engaging with this like what would they do with this information? So, I mean, so so that's why when I hear all of the conspiracies, the one that right. I thought was the most interesting mm-hmm. was the idea that the U.S. government had somehow repatriated remains, because that is an ongoing issue mm-hmm. in in non-conspiracy world. Mm-hmm. Um, the U.S. government's role in in um, desecrating Native American spaces, and then usually not in any way providing re- recompense. So that one I was like, "Oh, weird. That's a weirdly rosy view of the US government's relationship right, with indigenous right. peoples in the United States." But well,
0: could also put Native American groups then as part it would make them part of the conspiracy right, saying the that they are hiding themselves.
1: One of the thing that things that kind of brings to mind is the um the framework that many Non-native people have of indigenous populations in the United States that tends to mystic- mysticize them, yes. like make them Exo- magical, exoticize. Orient- yeah. this is
0: orientalism of a of a sort, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. in the In the U.S., but the idea that there's something magic about being right. indigenous in right. some way then in in many in many instances implies threat. Right. So, like that, right. they're a people to be. Um, feared because they have some sort of mystical state. Mm -hmm. So the, I mean, those are the thoughts that I have, but, but when I hear myself saying them, I also have to say, I also have to think like, how, who are the people? Like, what is the audience for this? Do they ever gather? Do they have conferences? Do they, you know, I mean, 11 million views implies that a lot of people are engaging with this, but what is the level of their engagement? How how would we, and I this is an honest question because I'm wrestling yeah, with yeah, this yeah. In, my, in my research, yeah. how would we engage the influence of something like this? I,
0: I had the same questions in trying to, to write this paper and to do this research because this is Bible and pop, popular culture. You're tracing a reception history of biblical ideas. In this case, the Bible has giants like these Nephilim and Goliath and so on and people are really interested in them. They were interested in them in the ancient world. So you can trace the reception and the influence through like Enoch and the possibility that Enoch is quoted in the New Testament, like in the book of Jude, although not on the point of giants necessarily. Right. Um, And then, okay, there's that, but you can also, you can trace this reception today. The problem is there's so much of it. Like you say, you'd want to look for a conference or something. Here's one thing that I tried to dive into, which is, you know, I felt really sketchy doing this as a scholar, but it was so fun and I, (laughs) Which is getting into the YouTube comment community. Oh, yes. Now, Giants Emerging Everywhere, there are 23,000 comments. It's almost too many to handle. I want to say this, though. I mean... One thing I found fascinating about these videos is that the user comment communities are overwhelmingly, like, 99% positive interactions with the videos. Like, almost no one's making fun of the videos.
1: Do you think, can they, can content creators moderate this? Like, they, can they delete comments? They can.
0: They can. This This has come up. But you can tell by the negative comments that do exist that they probably aren't moderating. Even on ones that have, huh. like, like for instance, let me show you another one. And this is perhaps one of the worst, most egregious things you can possibly see. This is a video that has 2 million views. It is called Giant of Japan Military Parade. Okay, Tell me what you are seeing.
1: So this looks like a, definitely like a old timey horror film or something
2: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is People are purporting to say,
0: "Is but what's happening in the film?" What's, there's
1: like a like a parade.
0: Okay, there's a parade, flag waving with a
1: big giant flag waving <laughs> walking down the middle. It's
0: a giant, gi- a giant walking down the middle of the street, as the title implies, "Giant of Japan" military parade, and there he is. Right. And,
1: yes, and it looks like he's about to receive some honors from. How
0: tall do you think he is in that in that picture? The giant?
1: Uh, like. Like uh, twenty five feet, maybe I don't know. <laughs> He's tall. He's like twice the size of. Here's the thing that we everybody's kn- standing. Here's next to. the
0: thing that we know about this video for a fact. This video is not only fake; uh-huh. it's CGI.
1: It seems obviously.
0: This is from a movie, and we know what movie this is. It's, oh, okay. it's a very, it's a very little watched mockumentary. Oh, fun! It's called Big Man Japan. I just watched it recently. Was it good? It was good, but it was good in a very odd way. Okay, okay. And it has an ending that, if, if you're the kind of person out there that likes strange indie films and you like endings that will baffle and cause you to both like think a lot, but also laugh out loud in derision, watch this film, Big Man Japan, uh-huh. and like shoot us a note, what do you think the ending of this mockumentary means? It's so strange. Now, we know that this, what the person has done is they've appropriated a clip from the film and they are saying, and, and this, by the way, if you play this video to the end, it has an evangelistic message. See the Bible's true, giants are real. Turn, oh, turn fascinating. to the Lord Jesus Christ okay. for your eternal salvation. Oh, wow. Now, is this a joke? Yeah. Um, this is one theory is like some of these things are done in jest. I don't think this one is a joke due to the content creator here. If you go and try to spy on this person a little yeah, bit, but yeah. I, who knows, could be wrong. But here's what I want to point out. I just love that we're letting this like pulsing just music go. play in the background. <laughs> now it stops, okay. Anyway, okay. okay, now here comes the evangelistic message. This is an authentic and real old footage the person claims, etc. Now there are comments on this one and it contains a lot of mockery, including many people pointing out this comes from the 2007 mockumentary based right. in Japan. However, so the, so the content moderation doesn't moderate that out. Okay. However, you get people though, this is my favorite conspiracy within the conspiracy. There are people in the comment community apparently on this who are claiming that yes, that footage may have appeared in the mockumentary, and some of it is faked, but some of it is actually
1: real. Oh, okay. And that
0: it's like a conspiracy within the conspiracy that's like, so, I mean, this is how deep the level of, okay, so (laughs) we could go on and on about this, but I wanna tell you about some theories of conspiracy belief that I encountered in this research. Get get your take on it, and then we'll close this bizarre chapter in our podcast history. One, many theories of conspiracy, as you may imagine, Often posit what we might call, and I'm going to label it this way, like negative motivations. People are, for lack of a better term, losers. Okay. These are people without community. These are people who don't know what to believe. These are people who.
1: Oh, this is like how people study conspiracy theorists. Yes, okay. this is.
0: These are like these are I'm, these are ideas about the kind of people that get into this kind of.
1: I'm super skeptical
0: of this kind of stuff. About right, that you're skeptical that it's negative. Well, why? Tell me why you're skeptical about that.
1: Uh, Because this is the same line of reasoning that went into studying early Pentecostal practitioners and this idea that they were too poor, too disadvantaged, too Mm -hmm. um, mentally. And and this shows a very ableist take on history, but too like mentally unstable for this world. And so they... They engaged in this other community as a way of coping with right. a world that they couldn't manage for whatever reason, right. um, for however they were disadvantaged. Right. And I don't think that takes, this is just my hot take because you asked me for it. I don't I think did. that takes into account the recreational qualities of conspiracy theories. Mm. Um, they're kind of fun.
0: You anticipate my case. And
1: you you participate with your friends.
0: Maybe knowingly.
1: Oh, really? I don't know. You didn't tell oh, me, did? okay, that's what okay. I think. So that was what
0: a genuine congruence of our views. Okay. So like taking very recent studies into account, we might learn, for example, that conspiracy belief might be genetic. There's a new study suggesting people have genetic proclivities. Certain conspiracies huh. can serve as gateways to others. Okay. Um, exposure to digital materials and to c- politicians. Di- so the digital materials and politicians generally okay. increases conspiracy belief. These are recent, recent studies. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I believe it's claimed that. those with, quote, lower science intelligence and higher conspiracy conspiracy mentality are more likely to believe conspiracies. I thought that was kind of like, and so on. Okay. Um, and it could be lots of things, motivated reasoning, political issues, lack of agency and power. However, I want to cite the work of, of, of an exciting researcher in this field that I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the person's name. It's spelled P-R-O-O-I-J-E-N. Van Prusian. I'm going to say it's Van okay. Prusian um, in a new study points out that in fact, what we, we find out when we study people who believe in conspiracies, that one of the things that's been underappreciated is the idea that conspiracy content is stimulating in a positive sense, that it provides emotionally intense experiences and it is straightforwardly entertaining. So
1: It is straightforwardly entertaining. So simply put,
0: you know, the research suggests that um, individuals who are into this kind of stuff, they experience it as as entertaining and as more emotionally stimulating than non-conspiracy accounts for the same event. That's what the research showed. So um, maybe well, that's obvious, yeah. but I think it, it could go a long way toward explaining the kind of popular appeal. So in other words, if you're watching these videos and even commenting on them, it doesn't really mean that you have no friends or that you even believe in it necessarily, but that you are part of the community that enjoys the kind of leaps and blurs and you know, kind of just weirdness that this stuff entails.
1: I will give you a, big, uh, uh, a huge example of what, like backing that up and mm-hmm. it is the birds aren't real oh, yeah, lo- phenomena. We've talked it. about this on the show, but birds aren't real is a fake conspiracy that has provided people with real community. It so has. It has. birds aren't real is this, I think he's in his 20s, this young man who uh, created this hashtag and I think there's an Instagram account and yep. I saw because uh, I follow them of course, of course. Um, and I saw that they had a protest recently where like 2,000 people showed up mm-hmm. yelling birds aren't real. None of them think that that's true.
2: And you guys are not serious journalists when you cover <laughs> this garbage. That, <laughs> none, Lake, of them, Lake
0: none of them think it.
1: that it's true but they all enthusiastically participate and uh-huh. it is it looks like a hilarious good time. If they had a oh, protest here absolutely. we would definitely go to it. You
0: know another one of these intentional conspiracy Sees for right. entertainment is the idea that Ted Cruz is the is the Zodiac killer? <laughs>
1: I, what? It's, you live on Reddit. That's got to be something you learned there. I uh,
2: what?
0: I learned it on Wikipedia. Okay.
2: <laughs> this has been a production of Weird Religion, a podcast for people who know religion is weird but love it anyway. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Follow us into the ocean. Allow your heart to blossom. Retreat into the gorgeous and haunted forests of your mind. Find us there.